Want to buy Bitcoin with your IRA? Don't waste your time on expensive IRA custodians. A strategy called a QRP is as easy as writing a check. Find out how. Text 44222 and type QRP book. That's one word. And get a free book that explains everything. Again, that's 44222 QRP book. One word. It's the easiest way to make Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies part of your retirement. Welcome to the future. You're listening to the Consensus Network. Consensus Network. Consensus Network. With Buck Joffrey. Welcome, everybody. This is Buck Joffrey, and this is the Consensus Network News Edition. This is the News of the Week, Crypto News of the Week. And uh, this week, what we're going to be talking about is just a few things that I think are important um, that have made some uh, some changes. And we're going to talk a little bit about the CBOE VanX Solidex ETF that was on uh, was expected to have some potential decisions this week. Uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk a little bit about um, Goldman Sachs' decisions to uh, move away from trading uh, and also uh, some updates on BACT, B-A-K-K-T. Uh, these are all huge for the crypto space and important news, and we will get into the details of them all right after this. Now, there isn't much more exciting than cryptocurrency, but there are old-fashioned ways of creating wealth outside of Wall Street that have been used by the wealthiest families in the world for generations. And that's what my other podcast is all about. It's called Wealth Formula Podcast. Now, if you've made a lot of money in crypto and don't know what to do next, this show might actually answer a lot of those questions, too. Again, it's Wealth Formula Podcast with me, Buck Joffrey. Uh, welcome back, everyone. Now, today I want to start out by talking about some updates on some things that have been uh, in the news. Um, and I'll give you a little bit of extra background since this is the first news session for Consensus Network. There has been uh, an infrastructure that's been building uh, for institutional buyers, whether that's, you know, private, uh, private offices or institutional buyers, even pension funds, whatever. People are interested in getting exposure to this asset class, primarily Bitcoin. And, um, and so even though there's been denials of the likes of Jamie Dimon, um, the, the, the uh, CEO of Chase, and uh, you know calling Bitcoin a fraud, et cetera, in the background, they've all been kind of developing this infrastructure, this highway on which they're going to ultimately um, start buying up this uh, this asset class. And so part of that development has included talks of potentially uh, uh, doing an ETF, et cetera. One of the, let's back up a little bit and let me explain one of the limitations. One of the limitations to uh, institutions and, you know, uh, hedge funds, et cetera, from buying a whole bunch of Bitcoin, a bunch of cryptocurrency in, in these mainstream type outfits is that, you know, usually they don't hold them on their own, right? They don't, they don't just like have like a, a ledger, uh, a ledger nano and, and just put down like a billion dollars of assets on it. They can't do that. They need what's called a custodial service. 
which is basically a, a third party that um, houses the assets themselves. And so that kind of thing has not really existed for the most part. There is a the couple custodianships now, one in Japan um, and some that are getting very close in the U.S. but are not quite there. And that's really been the major reason for the lack of investment um, in uh, institutional investors in the space. Now, why is it a big deal for there to be institutional investors in the space? Well, the purists, the Bitcoin purists, the cryptocurrency purists may not actually like it as much as they might think they would, um, because I think it'll change the complexion of Bitcoin and, and, and cryptocurrency in general. Um, it will become more of a standard uh, asset. It'll become more of a commodity the way gold is. Um, but uh, remember, when it comes to Bitcoin in particular, there will only ever be 21 million Bitcoin. And what that means is that today, before any significant institutional involvement, we have a market capitalization of $240 billion in the entire crypto currency market that, again, for reference, Apple and Amazon are about a trillion dollars each. So all the cryptocurrency that's owned in the world is smaller than Apple or Amazon. So now if you get these institutional buyers, um, let's imagine what happens to uh, a 6000 or I think it's like $6,400, $6,500 Bitcoin um, that is trading today with a $240 billion market cap in this asset class, what happens when that becomes a $10 trillion asset class? Well, you're going to see uh, Bitcoin prices skyrocket. And that's exactly what the interest for those of us who hold Bitcoin, and I certainly hold Bitcoin along with other uh, assets as well. The, the hope is, is that that's the kind of... Um, institutional money that comes in and really drives drives that uh, cost up. So that's why it's a big deal. And again, the limitation has been the custodianship. Now, what was interesting is that in the last couple of weeks, there's been some, uh, there was some talk about Goldman Sachs. And Goldman Sachs had, uh, for most of you probably know, is a, a major investment bank, um, probably the you know, most uh, respected um, uh, in, investment bank in, 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 in the world, perhaps. But Goldman um, had plans of doing an actual Bitcoin trading desk, and that fell through. Uh, it was, was announced about a week or two ago. And the thing that people didn't take away from that article, which, I mean, maybe you just didn't, you didn't read far enough or whatever, but most people saw the same article that I did, was they didn't say we're just not doing, we're just not, you know, interested in digital assets or Bitcoin. What they said in that article is we are, uh, we're going to put this trading desk basically in the back burner. We're going to focus on custodianship. And that, in other words, they're going to house, you know, these, these investments, which is an incredibly profitable business for them to be involved with. So bottom line is Goldman is not backed out. Um, it seems like that might have driven the markets down a little bit, although frankly, it may have just as well been the fact that there was somebody, you know, there was a, there was a wallet, there was a Bitcoin wallet holding a whole lot of Bitcoin that's been inactive for four or five years that just started 
um, moving to trading um, some exchanges as well. So people thought maybe there was going to be a dump of Bitcoin. But whatever the case may be, Goldman Sachs itself has not lost interest in digital currencies. In fact, it is uh, moving towards a custodianship. And the um, the uh, the CFO of, uh, of Goldman actually uh, made that very clear uh, the the following the day following uh, this news where you know there was all this panic about Goldman not being interested and said you know what we are interested and what you're hearing about us not being interested is fake news is what he called it but anyway so that's Goldman okay so you know that's only the beginning. What we really, uh, for those of us who've been watching this closely, have been really interested in, um, in part, has been uh, the role of, uh, or the evolution, rather, of, um, of the possibility of an electronic trading fund or an ETF. So you know where an ETF is, right? You can go to Vanguard, whatever, and buy an ETF. You can buy the S&P 500, whatever. It just gives you exposure to whatever equities are in there. So um, the idea of having an ETF for Bitcoin or other um, or other crypto assets has been, you know, pretty compelling. And there isn't one uh, that does that. And there have been several that have been shot down. I think there's been, I think now, 11 that the SEC has shot down. Um, and most of them, you know, people largely expected. They were you know, there was a couple that was that were uh, shot down that were from the Winklevoss twins of, of Facebook fame, um, the brothers who bought like I think eleven million dollars of Bitcoin uh, about five years ago, and now are, have turned it into a billion dollars or so. But those guys, you know, they're not they're not Wall Street guys though, so it wasn't a big surprise necessarily that they were going to get shut down. Now there was. Uh, another uh, ETF that everybody's looking at, and I'm still looking at it, and everybody thinks it'll probably eventually go through. And that was one that was that was um, that that is being sponsored by the Chicago Board of Options Exchange, which is a big deal, the CBOE, and they have teamed up with Vanek, um, SolidX. And they are, you know, Vanek is a, is a very, very big player in ETFs, a very revolutionary um, group in the ETF space. And this was for physical holding of, of Bitcoin, which was a big deal because it wasn't just derivatives of Bitcoin. And um, it's, you know, supposedly going to be insured. And so that has all the reasons to potentially be uh, approved by the SEC. Uh, the SEC, of course, uh, has not approved it, and they've now punted uh, once, and they've now punted twice. They have not declined it, uh, but uh, five uh, about five or six days ago, they basically came back and said they're still waiting for more comments. Um, so I don't know what exactly what that means, but they're holding off until they can collect more public opinion, as they say, like... Like it really seems to matter. I think they're just basically buying time to, you know, um, in my opinion, I think there's probably two things going on. One is that they just, you know, they just rejected like nine ETFs. And just because the CBOE is involved now, it would just look bad for them to go ahead and approve something from a traditional Wall Street type player. 
And the other thing is they, you know, they, the reason they said they rejected those other ones is because they felt like the Bitcoin markets were not, um, that they were easily manipulated. So, I mean, between now and about a month ago, that fact has not changed. So I think certainly waiting a few months, and I would suspect that it's not going to happen this year. I think, I think we'll probably see it happen in 2019. Um, you know, I think that that is probably what's going to happen is that it gives the, the market, you know, some additional time to mature is maturing at a very, very rapid rate. There's lots of other things going on in the space, which I'll get to in a second. But I think that is the reason uh, that that is, is, is getting punted. And again, I don't expect it really to happen this year. Now, a lot of people, including myself, frankly, thought that if they came back with that kind of uh, delay again, that it would, you know, that it would crush the markets again and that you'd see Bitcoin, you know, fall below 6,000 again. And in fact, I was kind of hoping that would happen um, so I could grab a bunch of Bitcoin, but it didn't. In fact, the Bitcoin, uh, Bitcoin went up uh, by about 4%. And I think there's a couple reasons for that. A lot of people thought, well, it was, well, you know, they're not rejecting it outright. You know, so if they're not rejecting it and they're saying that they're looking for more opinion on this, then it's likely it's going to be approved. I wouldn't disagree with that. I think that there, you know, uh, it probably will be approved, but I don't think that's why the markets went up. Uh, I think the markets are not uh, the smart Bitcoin money right now is kind of uh, potentially look beyond that ETF Um right now. And and let's just be clear that not everybody in the Bitcoin space thought leaders here are even that happy about an ETF happening. I mean, um, you know, one of the arguments uh, that has been raised is that if, you know, these funds like these ETFs and, and futures contracts, whatever, that are holding physical Bitcoin, if they have like, you know, 50 percent of the, the world's Bitcoin, if they're controlling that and then there is a debate within uh, the Bitcoin community about, you know, what to do with a fork or something like that, that those, that those funds will just have way too much power and not the, necessarily the individuals. But anyway, uh, I do think, though, that in the big picture that the ETF will uh, certainly bring a ton of money into the market. But you know what else is going to bring, in my opinion, is going to be a bigger deal and it's going to happen much quicker than that? That is backed, spelled B-A-K-K-T. Backed is a platform um, that is supposedly uh, going to be the first, um, you know, first regulated uh, platform uh, to enter the digital currency market, which is scheduled to launch its exchange in November. And so why is Backed a big deal? Well, Backed is backed by uh, its uh, uh, the ICE, which is the Intercontinental Exchange. Uh, the Intercontinental Exchange owns several regulated platforms globally, including the New York Stock Exchange. So it's a big deal. Um, and what they're planning on doing is effectively you know, creating a marketplace for digital uh, digital currencies where institutional buyers uh, can feel much more comfortable getting into the market. Bact is also partnered with Starbucks and Microsoft um, 
for what purpose exactly, I'm not I'm not sure. But what I what it tells me is that there is some intent on their part to utilize some of these big brand names uh, to further the cause of of using uh, Bitcoin in commerce. Now, um, what in fact? Uh, so let's talk a little bit more about the back thing because it's it's important. And it almost overshadows this whole ETF thing, right? Because everybody was waiting for the CBOE, CBOE Vanek Solid X ETF to get approved. But in the meantime, you've got the owner of the New York Stock Exchange, ICE, uh, per, uh, announcing a, uh, a regulated platform really intended for institutional buyers. And it's, and it's actually going to be live in November. And not only that, but they have now, I think it was yesterday, announced their first product. And that first product is going to be a physically delivered Bitcoin futures contract. I don't want to get too much into futures uh, and all that in the show. But suffice it to say, the, the important word here, the important words is uh, physically delivered. What that means is it's not a derivative. So a lot of the ETFs, for example, that were rejected um, by the SEC, not the CBOE one, but the other ones, a lot of them were derivatives. They were basically tracking, you know, they were tracking the Bitcoin market in one way or another, but it did not require them to literally pull Bitcoin out of the circulating uh, uh, milieu. So in other words, if this is a, if, if there is, um, you know, if there's a billion dollars or $2 billion of Bitcoin um, sold through these contracts uh, to institutional buyers, that $2 billion of Bitcoin needs to get pulled out of circulation. And so as you can imagine, what that, uh, that can do is to significantly, again, drive up the price of Bitcoin. And... Um, I would expect in my I would expect it would. I don't see how it can't. Um, again, we've only got 21 million. Uh, well, not even. We have about 17 million Bitcoin. Some of those have probably been lost. The rest have not. The rest have not been mined yet. Um, this is a this is a big big deal. Make no mistake. This is a big deal for cryptocurrency uh, in general and in particular for Bitcoin. Um, I will say that I do think that the ETF will come along as well. And the, the value of the ETF, in my opinion, is once you have an ETF, I think that means that Bitcoin, if you look at it as a binary uh, bet, meaning that it's either going to kill it or it's going to go to zero someday, I think an ETF would pretty much guarantee that Bitcoin's around for the next 100 years. Now, um, again, none of this is financial advice, but I'll tell you in my opinion, is certainly a really, really good time to buy, especially since that back platform is going to launch uh, in November. I don't know when the, the exactly the uh, the Bitcoin futures uh, contract will actually, the physically delivered contracts will start selling, but we know that the, uh, the exchange itself is supposedly open in November, and that's the only product that they have announced. So so there you go. Um, I think it is a very good time to potentially get in the market. So anyway, that's it for this first uh, first week of Consensus Network Weekly Crypto News. Uh, this is Buck Joffrey signing off. <laughs>